this could have easily been solved with a few questions while the block is hot. Yeah, it's because these people are not black. Um, <laughs> Yo, because so, when she's like a BB moment, which is like a beautiful black moment, do we get any of those in this episode? Black. We have a chaotic five moment of the chaotic five moment. Yeah. And you're watching Black Fi Reality. Black Fi Daddy. And those who love us. Hello, you're watching Black Fi Reality. I'm Nicole Weaver, your host, and we're back talking about And Just Like That, episode nine. Um, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't. Like if you're liking what you're seeing or hearing, and comment. This is available on YouTube, but it's also available on any podcast apps. So if you want to listen while you're on the go, while you're commuting, that's an option too. Um, and here is my co-host Arami Day. Hi. Hi. Ooh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Um, <laughs> I'm feeling good, but this episode was unhinged in yeah. all the worst ways, and I'm just not sure. I'm just trying to make this see Kim uh-huh. return, and then I don't know if I can do next season, but really? we'll see. This episode was like, it truly jumped shark. Okay, okay. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll give it, you know, there's two more after this. So we'll I go. Love we'll that go. I'm ready for an abandoned ship. Oh my I god. I was like, oh girl, like what is it? <laughs> <laughs> they they really love stressing us out. Um, when it's the Aiden and Carrie of it all, I was just bracing myself the whole entire time. Once again, not only do we already have the teenagers that we already have acting up, but now we added a new one. So, like, I'm not getting what I need out of this, but, you know, we're going to we're gonna go through the episode by how it happened. So, the beginning is Aiden meets Carrie at Che's place um, after his flight, and... We find out that Wyatt, his little 14-year-old, isn't really vibing with Carrie. He has to call Wyatt to let him know he's safe. Wyatt is like, I mean, I already get alerts from the plane. I don't know why you waited so long. Anyways, you need to be texting me. Which is honestly cute for a 14-year-old to care so much. I... Yeah. See, it didn't give me caring. It gave me, like, Wyatt, and I'm not to diagnose a child, it's a child, but it gave me, like, anxiety issues. Yeah. And, like, that, you know, I understand that Aiden, I don't know how fresh his divorce is. It didn't seem that, that fresh. I'm not understanding. I get him being stanked towards Carrie because my 14 year old self would be stanked toward any partner my parents may have had at the time. Mm -hmm. But this other, like, you need to call me. I need to, like, track your phone I track the plane therapy Carrie tells Aiden that she doesn't think Wyatt likes her and he's like oh he's just a kid but when he turns that little camera around so Carrie can say hi to Wyatt he takes the longest pauses he's like I'm doing fine Wyatt ain't with the shits 
Nah. <laughs> and nah. again, he is 14. Like, being 14 is probably one of the most disgusting ages I ever was. Um, so I remember being a total, like, crumb of a human being at that age. So, you know, I'm giving Wyatt some grace here. Yeah. Because this is a lot. So, and it's only been a week. Let's remind everyone with the following actions that take place it's only been one week since the last episode where carrie has left for virginia and met these boys mm-hmm. <sighs> anyways <laughs> they're still having to sneak around being in chase building um but you know Aiden being the man he is <laughs> he gotta talk to everybody so management drops off a letter and was like you guys are only supposed to be saying 30 days. And, you know, Carrie suggests maybe we should go back to my place. Aiden shuts that down so quick in his tidy whities And that's why no one is convincing me that this is a match. Because, yes, she traumatized this man to and fro for years. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he will not even entertain setting foot in this, you know, he hasn't been in this apartment for, what, 15 years plus mm-hmm. at this point? I don't, like, it's just very much, like, I still have a lot of residual trauma. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot going on here that I haven't resolved. Like, and I, it feels, you always remind me of when they get back together the second time, and Carrie has taken smoking makeup, and because she's with Aiden, she has to stop smoking again, and he literally slaps that nicotine patch on her back. Yep. It's giving that. Yes. She always kind of has to change some aspect of herself for him. Mm -hmm. Yikes. And we love yeah. Aiden. He's a nice guy. He's yes. just not her guy. He's yeah. just not her guy. Yeah. So now we see Ryan from Million Dollar Listing, New York, showing Seema at the um, director, Robbie, an apartment. He's once again distracted on the phone. And, you know, Seema's just like, what is going on? You're turning down every apartment that I'm showing you. And he's like, well, I want the best of the best. And she's like, I showed you that like five, five houses ago. And then his slick ass says, well, if I said yes to that one, I wouldn't be spending as much time with you. Kisses her. And apparently they hop right into bed upstairs. First of all, I love how you knew that that was a reality show person. I had no idea who that man was. He was a this Ryan individual. So the thing about this is, like, last episode, I had high hopes for Robbie because I was like, oh, like, I want Seema to have her love story and all that. But what he said to her, it was not sexy. Like, yes, we've been riding back and forth. You've been ignoring me for three weeks as I've, like, mm-hmm. shuttled you across Manhattan to these different apartments, and you've been on your phone. We haven't had any real conversation. Mm-hmm. There's been no intimacy or jokes. It's literally been me, like, pushing elevators and showing you this for you to ignore it. So I get this, like, all this spontaneous sexy moment, but where is it coming from? Yeah, like, we don't see them vibe at all. Like, it would have been so cute if we actually did see, like, a montage of her going through places or even just still being at this place, but they're, like, going back and forth, and you can tell they've been, like, maybe joking about the other mm-hmm. apartments, but then Seema actually saying, like, yeah, I'm actually frustrated by this, and then being like, oh, like, sorry, I've actually just been really enjoying you. It's giving... 
actually this whole vibe is giving Herbert because we yes. also see in this episode Herbert does not take LTW's job seriously. I can't even with Herbert or LTW, but we'll get there. Like I for her time, I cannot. So, I know, and Robbie is very much treating Seema. Like, this ain't her job, and she just has all the time in the world to be showing him all these places when she could have made buku money elsewhere with him not playing games. It's also ridiculous if you know anything about New York real estate. Like, you can't be dragging your feet like this. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And and it's so frustrating because I'm sure literally, no joke, every apartment she's shown this man is gone. Yeah, Totally. Anyway, um, Brady and Miranda are walking, getting some coffee, and, you know, she's asking, have you thought about this summer program in Costa Rica? And he's like, Mom, no. Let me let me do what I want, Mom. I'm going to be working at the bar. Um, and he does, he kind of reads her, but kind of not. I wanted Miranda to go tip for tap with him a little bit more. Because he's like, well, it took you like 50-something years to figure out your life. She had a whole career at being a lawyer, supporting your butt. What are you talking about? I like seeing Miranda back in her element. I get not, like, I don't, I, as someone who grew up, like, in a, partially immigrant family who was very like academic driven it's refreshing to like be able to be like okay maybe a gap here like he is doing something steve is forcing him to work at this bar Mm -hmm. but also like is this what you want to do like i think it's also important to have a plan are you going to do this for a year are you going to have to do this for two years what's Mm -hmm. the next step so i appreciated miranda trying to have this conversation with him Mm -hmm. um and also not popping him because you know that's not good and that might have been my reaction but i think miranda's trying to be gentle with him in the best way she can but i also appreciate that she's no longer this zombie person that she was in previous episodes Miranda calls Charlotte and asks her to get Lily to talk to Brady since she is so driven and she says she doesn't want Brady's life to be about fries um (laughs) does she know who she married does she know who she slept with like this is this is actually wild because Miranda knows she married a bar owner like he does not have any any um desire to be anything else. And I think with most business owners, they do kind of picture their kids taking over the business. Mm-hmm. Has she never actually had this conversation with Steve? And like how she talks about it, it's like, well, it was good enough for Steve, but not my son. And that's wild. I think the thing about Miranda, if you look at, you think about her and Steve's relationship, when they broke up for the second time after he moved in back in Texas City, she didn't respect him at all. Like she was working, they broke up because she was working on some type of like brief or something. Mm-hmm. They had just gotten a dog that she didn't want. And he was like watching Scooby-Doo and she just did not respect him at all and told him yeah. basically to get the fuck out of my house, which I understand because she never, like this was, Steve's a very different man than what we were used to Miranda dating previously so I get her frustration but also like you decided to procreate with him and then not only did you procreate with him you married him and were with him for like 10 or 15 years and you seem to be maybe not happy but content in the life that you made so again this is a little bit ridiculous as you said and again I'm not for Brady 
not having any plan, but he's not just like Steve is not saying like it's acceptable for you to just be in the bed all day. Mm-hmm. He made him the job. Mm-hmm. So and like Brady's not complaining about the job. She's talking down on the job, which is like again, like Miranda, I'm gonna need you to interrogate because at the end of the day, like this is a family business. <laughs> Also, he's 18. He's a child. Yes. Yes. A child, but also a grown man. Like, at this point, it really is a balance of, like, if this is what he's going to do, this is what he's going to do. You can try and suggest something, but there's really, especially when the other co-parent is, like, okay with this plan, like, you just, you're losing ground. Harry is planning Herbert's event. Um, He's very dedicated to get kosher dumplings y'all because one person who's coming said the dumplings were way too good at another event and they were not kosher and I this is very real I used to basically keep kosher because I was raised seven day Adventist and it's so real when a meat tastes so good you're like "Ah!" what's in this is there pork like it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> I thought this was so funny because essentially Harry, like Charlotte's working and Harry has become like the house husband. But also Harry still is a, is a divorce attorney. So he's very busy. So I don't know why he's saddled with like, why don't Lisa, why doesn't LTW and Herbert have an assist? Like, I'm so good. Like, how did this become Harry's job? I don't know. I, I was wondering that. I was like, okay, Harry's a lawyer. Maybe he's in part of Herbert's campaign, and we just like miss that. But I don't, I don't know. I get like, that they weren't want to host a fundraiser for their friend. That's what the Richies do. Yeah. But like, in what world is Harry doing this like day to day food and beverage? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. They would never. But this is what we're doing because Harry. Like I said, Harry and Charlotte are part of a sitcom that's so separate from everybody else. So Harry's party planning. So Charlotte then comes home and she asks Lily to hang out with Brady. Now Lily says the last time they hung out, she was 12 and 14. So two year age difference. That was a question. Mm-hmm. They made <laughs> sure to address this. Yes. Yes. And Lily says it's awkward to tell him to go to college but agrees to it it is awkward yeah because like first of all she's younger than him and like this is another thing that like previous generations and probably current i don't know do of like even when a girl is younger than the boy they're like oh put put this boy in the vicinity of this girl and they'll like she'll, she'll run off him. on him yes it's really gross. It's really gross. Get him a mentor, Miranda, if that's what you want. Like, get him someone to to speak to. I, it, let, let, leave Lily and her staff all alone. Truly, truly. So, Herbert afterwards, he um, finds LTW asleep at her desk and wakes her up. Turns out PBS called, wants to turn her doc into a series, which is cool. So she's working on that, and she fell asleep. She was also told him that she did work on the guest slip for his event, but she wanted to get her work done Mm. before sending it out. He was still having an attitude. 
What I'm frustrated with about Herbert and LTW is that the writers are trying to address the imbalance in this relationship, like especially when it comes to working mothers and like husbands mm-hmm. who don't pull their own weight, but they keep failing to address it. Like they just keep like throwing it in our face and then nothing happens or like Herbert shows up somewhere he's supposed to show up and everything is okay. Like yeah. what is this? Like this isn't not this is not addressing the issue. And it's yeah, really I'm- frustrating. I'm so confused. I'm so confused if they think it's a problem or not. Because sometimes something happens and I'm like, oh yeah, they definitely know. But then the reveal we have later, it's like, oh, they're doubling down on this. They're not working towards a divorce. I'm very confused. LTW in this scene even says she was blissfully sleeping, that she wasn't a wife or mother. Then. Then, so when Herbert burst into wake her up, he says, oh, like, the baby, like, the little girl ate cereal for dinner. LTW's like, forget it. She, like, just rose, put on her robe. She's like, I'm going to bed. LT, and uh, Herbert's like, but what about me? I'm hungry. She said, you better get that cereal boss just like the baby did. If the baby me, can girl, do it, you can. If you don't too. pull up Uber Eats and leave me the F alone, I could not believe it. I could not believe it. It's so unattractive. This is bad. This is really bad. Moving on. Dr. Naya is getting her back blown out. By a yes, she deserves. <laughs> Finally, we haven't seen her in like three episodes. It's been I ridiculous. I know. So she's just sleeping with this blonde man. Miranda hears everything because, again, she's staying in Andre's studio. So she's just like, oh, my God. Which, yeah, Naya deserves. Now, next. So, a bald person named Toby goes into Che's uh, workplace, drops off a box of kittens. First of, my, first of all, how are they always getting um, strays? Like, like, go to a shelter. Shelters have their own beds. I swear to you, this is not normal. <laughs> I think, like, if you're not, like, I love animals, but I've never owned a pet, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. know either. Like, I would just give, I would go look up pet and then go to the first place I saw. So yeah. I was just concerned, like, are there holes in this box? Like, what is going on? It's just a big box. <laughs> it's a tape. But anyway, it was, it was ridiculous. But, you know, Che liked Summer Toby, and Toby liked Summer Che, and there was some flirtation between them. So. Apparently. Like, Toby's like, you got com- comedian, aren't you? And then Che was lying and saying, oh, yeah, I I still have gigs. Um, I'm working on something. If you come back, like, I'll let you know. And it's like, Che, so the only reason you're going back to comedy is for some pussy? Assuming this person has pussy? Just for... I mean, it's just very to typical of Che. Even when their boss is like... Like, Che, what are you doing? Like, I don't... But you know what? We were waiting for Che to get themselves together. And they need to do something. And if this is what, like, the promise of some ass, however you you get it, is going to get them off their feet, then good for that. Yeah, I I guess. (laughs) Carrie meets Che back at her apartment. And this kitten is just chilling on the floor. And, like, I love... I love when Sarah Jessica Parker can just play surprised mm-hmm. or awkward because mm-hmm. 
She's so good at it. The way the way Carrie is not used to taking care of anything, honey. And this kitten's there. Chase like, oh yeah. So like, here's a kitten. Want to foster it? And Carrie's like, you should know better. And, And and it's like, Carrie does not live a life that is that is for a kitten. Even if the cat is pretty, becomes pretty independent. I'm not seeing no. it. No. Not seeing it. But she does so, hold the kitten, and the kitten is very cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. Like she's not a monster. No. <laughs> but keeping it, no. No. Um, Che was like, yeah, I was going to kick you out anyways. Like, I'm making enough to be back into my apartment. Um, Carrie says Aiden has been waiting for her around the corner at a bar. And Che's like, okay, why can't this grown man walk into this apartment? Even the, the lobby? No. He can't sit on the stoop? Well, I don't even think there's a lobby. It's That's just like we? the downstairs. That little area. But he, can, yeah. he can't sit on the stoop out there? Nah. No, he's not making past those steps. So, you know, Carrie's like, yeah, a lot of bad things happened here. He got hurt. So that's his problem. Um, I would love, actually, if if Carrie did retell what happened between them to Che, just because I want to see Carrie's version of events. <laughs> that- <laughs> it was tragic. <laughs> like literally tragic like I stopped yeah. I'm watching season three now and I stopped like right before all this takes place it's too much like I'm mentally preparing myself oh yeah it's gonna be so bad. It's, it's heart-wrenching it's real good it is it is um Carrie Aiden Seema and Robbie go out to dinner up uh, and like so Carrie says she didn't even know Robbie was coming why does Carrie keep insisting Seema have dinner with Aiden I, I don't know. I guess because he's in town and okay. chat, I don't know. I don't know why she bought Ravi either. We don't want to see him in his cellular device either. Yeah. I don't leave, know. A, leave your men's at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aiden is starstruck by the director, um, recognizes him from one of his works. Carrie asks Seema, who is this guy? And Seema claims he's nobody. And I mean, that's fair because all they've done is, you know, had a little bit of a tumble in the sheets. But he's given and cares like, oh, you know, he hasn't been able to take your eyes off his eyes off you. We've seen none of this. Yeah. Like maybe now is the first time we've seen him actually be attentive to mm-hmm. like what's happening around him at this dinner. But we like except for that one time he flirted with him in our office. Was that even a flirt? Like a real flirt? Like I just knew he was there for her, because why else would he be there? But the the scene still wasn't even giving, like, flirt. I don't for, know. For Sema, someone who's, like, always said, like, you know, I've never had a big love. Like, she still has this desire to be married and to have companionship. Like, I want all of the things. I want yes. the Charlotte things for her. She deserves the Charlotte of things. Like, we don't, this half-assery, like... Don't rush it. We don't like. We don't, don't like. Don't rush it. it. <sighs> so, Anthony and Giuseppe, we're back to them, y'all. Um, they walk home together after dinner, and Giuseppe asks, "How many meals do I need to eat before I can come up to your place?" 
Anthony's like, well, I go slow. <laughs> and, uh, again, once again, this is Charlotte bestie, for sure. Um, even though Charlotte definitely got down, like, while dating. But Charlotte had a three-day rule. Like, <laughs> Charlotte, the thing about Charlotte is, like, she just had these arbitrary rules yeah. in her brain, which is why she ended up with Trey McDougal's foolish behind. Um, and so she's definitely losing them, but she definitely had her rules and regulations. Yes. Anthony says, okay, my ex's name is still on the lease, like, and I'm getting spied on by the doorman, so it's just, like, not happening. Giuseppe goes home alone, so what do you think, is this is this the only reason Giuseppe says this sounds like bullshit? It is, but I think the main reason is that, you know, I, I hate it that they forced Stanford, Stanford. Mm-hmm. I hate that they forced Stanford and um, Anthony together. I don't think they were a match, but if we're going to play on this, like, oh, they were together, blah, 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 and now Stanford is, like, away in China doing other things and their marriage is over, it, really, he just doesn't want to be hurt, and obviously, this is, like, a gorgeous, like, younger guy, and it seems too much to be, you know, to be true. And I think Anthony is much more of a pessimist than Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, he leads much more of a Miranda in that way. So I think he's just trying to protect himself. And for that, I, I can't really blame him. Nah, nah, I can't blame him at all. So Seema and Carrie take a break in the girls' room. And Seema's like, oh, Robbie is wrong for me totally wrong in the bathroom and Carrie's like um how we find out Seema has looked at his phone and there are actresses and little tiktokers in his dms and she don't want none of that drama so Seema calls him not marriage material and Carrie says well first of all Carrie's like who who talked about marriage? Mm-hmm. Forgetting that Seema very much does want <laughs> these things. It's just, it hasn't happened yet. So, um, yeah. And then, of course, the this conversation turns back to Carrie. And she's like, ooh, I have an epiphany. I'm going to, like, sell my apartment for real this time. I think for Seema, like, I do think Carrie's right. Like, this is a little bit too early to be talking about marriage. But mm-hmm. I think that Seema's right to be cautious. Like, this man doesn't seem to be involved with anyone but himself. And, mm-hmm. again, I don't understand what's so good about him other than he's sexy and he has a well-paying job. Right. Like, <laughs> with this epiphany that Carrie wants to sell her apartment, like, I think <sighs> I'm so torn. Like, I'm for it in some ways. Like, I'm someone who, like, really believes in moving on and new chapters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But why now and I get it for Aiden but as you said she's always doing this like bend and stretch and twist and turn for him yeah not smoking the like having a dog in her house all the time like the not going out as often like and again these are the only thing that he ever demanded of her was to stop smoking but it's still a lot of like playing twister in my opinion yeah and like let's be honest quitting smoking is hard as hell (laughs) like that's not a small ask at all so yeah this is this is a lot and again it's only been a week since she met these boys like they've been together maybe they met on valentine's day and this is like a spring fundraiser so maybe they're two months in maybe it's april maybe but it ain't may it ain't may yet no 
Charlotte, Miranda, and Carrie, they're looking at the place that Seema picked out for her. Um, it's across from Gramercy Park. So are we still in Manhattan? I forgot where Yes, Gramercy. we're still in Manhattan, but we're much further downtown. So she's going from, like, the 70s to, like, I don't know if it's under Soho, but it's far, much further down yeah. than Carrie's used to. So away from, like, everyone else. I keep saying it's for, she needs all this space because of the sun's. One is 20. How how often do you think that grown man is going to be seeing you? Um, one's 17 and one's 14, I think. This is a lot. I don't know. I I don't know about and this. And it's four bedrooms, three baths. So for New York, this is like a monstrosity. Um, Carrie says it's time to let go of the old apartment. It feels right. Um, then 80s. Aiden's baby mama Kathy calls her and says she'll be in the city and wants to go for coffee. Mm-hmm. And I think I love Charlotte and Miranda. Like they're such good friends in that yeah. like they can kind of see, I think Miranda more than anyone that this is a train wreck, but she's still like, this is my best friend. Like she's been through a lot. I'm just here to smile and she's not doing anything that's at this point that's going to harm her irreparably. So like, so like I don't think this is gonna happen, like you said, but we love a beautiful apartment. So we'll see, we'll see. Even Miranda sinks in of like maybe I'm gonna be moving in with you, cause <laughs> this Cause big place is huge. huge. It's huge. Um. So Nia wakes up to the same blonde man wanting another round. They start going to town, pound town. And Miranda is upset because she needed to, like, go shower. And apparently the only bathroom in this place is through Naya's bedroom. So that's not happening. But also, Miranda, like, you should have been got your own place by now, ma'am. Like, figure it out, honey. Figure it out. Or move back in with Steve. I don't don't know. But this ain't working. Yeah. Mm -mm. So she ends up going back to her place unexpectedly because Lily walks out of Brady's room in just a t-shirt and she's just like hi Aunt Miranda and backs back into the room now I don't see how you don't go right there and figure out some answers like where's Brady was Brady in that room That this could have easily been solved with a few questions while the block is hot. Yeah, it's because these people are not black. Um, <laughs> Yo. Because, like, what happens instead is that Miranda does the exact thing as Lily and backs back into the, the bathroom with, like, this appalled look on her face. It's just, all of it is way too much. Like, these children are just too bold for me. Like, what happened to sneaking and sliding? Like, I used to do a nice sneak and a nice slide. I'm not saying that it was right. I'm just saying that, like, have some fear. They think they think she's not going to be there. She doesn't live there. Not really. But and even, like, I don't want to see Brady either if that's, like, my uncle or whatever. Like, the hell? Yeah. But he's probably, like, not there either. Probably off with that, that delivery girl oh, or whatever. Girl. Like, there was a reason they definitely thought they had the whole place to themselves. It was too much for me. It was. 
and my cancerian heart. Like I could, I, mm. <laughs> like, okay. so Miranda immediately snitches and tells Charlotte, as she should. Yes, as she should. She's like, I think they hooked up. Now Charlotte, she's trying to order something. No, no, no. Miranda's the one trying to order something. Charlotte's at work. Yeah. So Miranda's just like, I, um, wait. Miranda's They're both like, at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Miranda's like, all right, I caught Lily walking out of Brady's room in just a shirt. I think they had sex. Now, Charlotte's in denial. She was like, oh, like, I, there must be, like, another reason, you know? Maybe you get hot during the night, you take off your pants. That's true. Yeah. That's a possibility. But Miranda's like, nah, the way Lily looked at me, and the way I looked at her, it was like a little teenager who got caught mm-hmm. having sex. And, you know, so Miranda's sticking to her theory. And then all of a sudden, Charlotte says, but this doesn't make sense. Brady isn't Lily's type. Miranda takes offense. And she's like, I'm just saying, like, I just know the boys that she's into. The way, the way, the way, um... Our girl who plays Miranda delivered. Okay. <laughs> it was like we've this friend we we've just come too far at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just way too much. Like Charlotte cannot deal with this. Miranda's barely able to even try to deal with this. And like, sure, you could take your pants off if you get hot, but guess what? If you you're gonna put in one to go to the bathroom. Yes. You are. You are. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, that's that's how that ends. Um, so next, Charlotte tries to talk about this with Harry. And I feel like any dad would be listening. But in the just to get through this story, Harry's not. He's too focused on keeping the dumplings kosher, honey, for this event. And Charlotte's walking through all of the all of the scenarios. She's like what if they break up? Everything's going to be super awkward between me and Miranda because, of course, i got to take Lily's side. And then, but what if they're so happy and they end up getting married one day, but then Lily's going to have Miranda as a mother-in-law? Like, yo, why? Why? <laughs> why? You know, Charlotte loves the fantastical, but I at least appreciate her in, like, trying to work through this. And I think Harry's just taking the position of, like, I don't want to hear about my daughter and sex. Like yeah. just like he did during the the bomb cyclone episode wild. where he refused to deal with it. So he's like, "How she many people have come to death?" She could have frozen to death, and he just doesn't want to hear it. He don't care. He don't want to hear nothing about it. He ordered pigs in a blanket. Culture. Period. Starting to buy into the idea, honey, that Lily and Brady did something. Now we move on to this event finally Herbert and Harry are there really everyone's there Brady shows up with Miranda and Charlotte freaks out she has like no clue how to talk to this boy but she's just like yeah Lily Lily's around here somewhere go in the kitchen and then after all that Miranda and Charlotte basically tell Carrie their theory and Carrie says that's like two of my stuffed animals having sex 
Can you tell Carrie's not a mom? (laughs) Because I am Carrie. Because she said more than me, I would have just went to the bar. I don't have any skin in this game. This is not an IT contract. Yeah. She's scrolling in bed next to a blonde man. Something that she previously was thrilled about. But this time, she stops and sees a picture of Andre and this blonde, his version of blonde, <laughs> in this picture, and she gets real sad, and she tells her her guy, you gotta get, you got to leave. And not only is she with the blonde, the blonde is pregnant, like heavily pregnant. Did you catch that? <gasps> that's why she freaks out. She's heavily pregnant, and that's why Naya is like, yo, get out of my house. Um, so the thing with this whole storyline is this. Naya has not had a storyline this entire season, and that's pissed me off a lot, right? So for her story, I'm like, oh, she's finally getting action. Like, where's Gary Jordana's Toussaint? Like, blah, blah, blah. And for her to be dragged back into this space with this ridiculous man all of a sudden after 20 years just wants to be a father, which I suppose is your right, but okay. Like, you get this, like, little teeny bop singer that you've been, whatever, touring with pregnant. I'm so dumb. Karen Chapman's actually a fantastic actress. Why? Where is her storyline? Don't bring I mean, in the black women for nothing. I don't think she's there for nothing. I think this is like a very real thing. If I'm still thinking about the age of what these characters are supposed to be and what they're supposed to represent, this is a real thing. Being the first wife um, and feeling cast aside is a totally real thing. It's also a totally real thing that, like, you spend all these years with this man who's been feeding you one thing and then change their mind. And because reproduction's different for men, they get to start all over with a little 20-something. Like, this is hella real. That's true. And I I know we really are like, where is Dordan? <laughs> but... I think it's good that she does try to process these things before them, like, them starting something, her seeing this picture, and then, like, doing the whole, oh, I gotta take a break. Like, I think, I think this is going well and kind of realistic, because she is still kind of grieving this um, marriage. I wish that, I guess what I'm really saying is, like, I wish they had given her more to do this season, other than, like, rip up his clothes and file for divorce. It's like she's had nothing to do and that's been frustrating for me. Well, we um, see her kind of like exploring her sexuality. She only has slept with two men before. It kind of like puts the sex and sex in the city back true. into the show because we got some action shots in this, this episode. This episode, yes. This particular one is like been the most action of the entire show except for like Harry and his non-existent spunk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so things are happening. It's just, it is a slow burn. And just like with Seema, it's like, it's, it's interesting because I think we're actually taking a lot of time with Naya's um, story where Seema is kind of the opposite. And we're like, kind of really jumping with this Robbie mm-hmm. thing. It's like, uh, and Anthony, I think, is just right. <laughs> like, yes, yes. That's, yeah. they, they've gotten, they finally figured out what to do with him, and now he has a, an actual story that we care about. Yes, yes. So it's very interesting. Um, all right. So Anthony tells Carrie that he thinks he's being played by Giuseppe. He's 
at this event, by the way, because like I said, everybody's there. And he thinks Giuseppe wants a green card. That's why he's fooling with him. Just, <laughs> and so that's a theory. I think that Anthony's just grasping at straws. Like he's trying to look for any excuse that he can to get out of like lusting after this boy. Like really terrified of what yeah. that could mean. Carrie needs some of his terror, honestly. Yeah. Because she's Please. like jumping in, nothing can go wrong. She at least needs like that little boy to, to pop her in the face or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know. she needs a little bit of a wake up call. Yes. Yes. I, but then I, I'm also trying to think she is a widow now. Like, I think she really is like the worst has already happened. So, like, what do I what care? I but it's do. like, girl she's not anyone's and this is no shade because i don't hope to be either but she's not anybody's stepmother and that's fine like she's lived a very child-free life and mm-hmm. like to introduce children at this age who are not like lily or like kind of adjacent brady children yeah. who like go to their recitals but like who aren't overly involved that's a massive change especially this little boy is giving her nothing to work all right, so Miranda and Charlotte, they try to spy on Brady and Lily in the kitchen, how they're interacting. You know, Brady does a little a little elbow touch. They're both looking at their phones. It's like, that seems disinterested. But then it seems like they're looking at the same thing. And then, of course, both of them are like, are, I feel eyes on me. Look at them. And <laughs> Miranda was so quick. And she's like, these red sticks, and runs right out. So the jury's still out on what's going there going on is definitely going on um so meanwhile the one person who's not at this party honey is ltw mind you it's her husband's event and she ain't there (laughs) yeah she was catching some seas while she was trying to like put on this heel and you know what i'm not mad at her i'm not mad at her so he calls her he's like oh my god you haven't even left like he the the people are leaving like it's that late so she's like i'll i'll get there um anthony he confronts giuseppe about this whole green card he's like i watched all 33 seasons 90 day fiance we find out that giuseppe has dual citizenship because his mom is from buffalo he don't basically he don't need a green card so mm, anthony yeah serious void yeah (laughs) so now what yeah now they can fuck honey because (laughs) what happens is miranda and charlotte are still they're debating they're like oh my god this room is closed someone's in lily's room it could be lily and brady what do we do do we want to know okay we're gonna bust in on them which is crazy not the best way to handle the situation um and they open the door no one's there they think close it anthony and giuseppe are there with their pants down for mutual gratification anthony uncle anthony can you not do this in my baby's room like no one should this is not a big apartment like there's literally like there's no upstairs no downstairs no basement Like, you go to your own home. You're a grown man. You both have grown homes under for me. You like, don't have that he's young, but he's not a child. Like, I'm sure he has, whether his own apartment or a roommate, something. Where were you going to finish? Uh, like, at least go in the bathroom. Like, 
That's what I was thinking. So um, after that close call, Cheryl was like, actually, I don't want to know. I had a lot of sex that my mama didn't know about, so I don't need to know. And Miranda's like, I respect that. Again, I don't have children. I don't really have skin in the game. Get get by how you can. I'm glad Lily is open and has like some quick conversations. But I do think you need to address like, hey, like you came going to Brooklyn and fucking on this little boy. All right, LTW finally makes it, and Herbert's upset. Random Raven. Um, he and he says something in this that pissed me the hell off because he was like, oh, you made time for your work, essentially your work, because she was talking about being in some kind of group that was definitely for her work. He's like, you had time for that, but not for this? Yeah, because that's my job. This, this is, is some bullshit that you want to do, even though she should have never part of her list that she wanted. But, like, she this is my job is not being, like, the comptroller's wife. Nah, nah. Herbert is aggressive. He calls her passive aggressive. And she's like, I'm not passive aggressive. I'm pregnant. And then he was too stunned to speak when it was time for him to speak to the party. And I was too stunned to continue this episode at that point. Because what in the F is this? What is this? What is this? I hated it. So I hate it. 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 It's bad. I cannot express enough how much I hate this storyline. I hate it for Nicole Ari Parker. I hate it for Lisa. I hate it for everyone involved. What worked in Sex and the City was that, like, yes, Charlotte wanted to be mother. Miranda was a mother. But motherhood was never, even when Charlotte was going through fertility issues and all that, it was never a central component to who these women were, right? So Mm -hmm. you have, like, LTW, you have these kids roaming around fine. Mm -hmm. This woman clearly is, like, getting somewhere in her career. Mm -hmm. And now you want to, I shouldn't say saddle, that's not a kind thing. But you're saddling her at, like, maybe LTW is a little bit younger than everyone else. So maybe she's in her late 40s. But still, as you told me earlier, it's not implausible, but girl, for what? My is thing this, is, do we think she's gonna, do we think this pregnancy is actually going to lead to a baby? Do we think this is a pregnancy or is she going through menopause and doesn't know it? Ooh, that's possible. But like, why would you be so sure to say I'm pregnant if you did not go to the doctor, didn't pee on a stick? But I can also see a world like this. This marriage, how it's set up and everything is already not working. Like, we see that. Mm -hmm. I can see a world where the writers are like, the true epiphany to get LTW to wake up is that she thinks she's pregnant or she is pregnant, but this pregnancy doesn't come to term. And she's like, yeah, actually, most of the shit, like, I don't want to start over with another kid again especially with the partner that Herbert's being now, deuces. I get that. That makes sense. With how much I think this is the most ridiculous storyline ever. It is. Hopefully they fix it so they don't lose you forever. <laughs> I'm going to finish watching. I have to see Kim's appearance. Because I, I think there was some, some good was done here. <laughs> I would remind you. I was Herbert. We're going to lead to even more awkward yeah. conversations, honey. So, Carrie meets with Kathy, Aiden's ex. 
And Kathy reveals she read Carrie's book, and, you know, obviously, Carrie's work is based on her real life most of the time. And she asks, can you not write about my sons? Carrie's like, yeah. But she's like, no, can you, like, really not write about my sons? Because to be, to be fair, I think Carrie is too quick to think about what this ask is. She's very quick. I'm like, oh, she gets it. She, she doesn't I don't get think it. She does not get it because Carrie absolutely leans on her life. And if she's with Aiden and like they do become a part of her life, that's a big part of her life she will not be able to talk about. But it doesn't seem sin. She acts like it does. And then this girl says, you know, I know about your past. Um, so. You can't hurt Aiden again, because if you hurt Aiden again this time, it's not just going to be him. So I thought she overstepped with this part of the conversation. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think it was her place to say anything about hurting Aiden. I 100% with her, like, don't write about my kids. Like, that is a Mm -hmm. hard boundary that she set, and Mm -hmm. that's important. Um, and like you said, I think Carrie doesn't understand what that means. Because, again, she's not a kid person. So, on one hand, like, I thought, first of all, I love the fact that this was Rosemary DeWitt, because she's exactly the type of person I think Aiden would have married. Yeah. After ending things with Carrie. But I... I don't know if I liked her talking about don't hurt him again. Like, that's really not any good business this trend. I mean, someone does need to tell Carrie this. I mean, yeah, but it didn't need to be her. It didn't need to be her. True. She is kind of trying to envelop them in her life, and that's kind of wild. But at the end of the day, it's also like, you need to be sure then, because... But is anybody ever sure? My thing is, Carrie was sure about Big. <laughs> Carrie was very sure about Big. And I don't think she was as sure about it, it as it, it, it was like he got under her skin and she didn't like have the gumption. Like it's like when people are like, are like, oh, you can't help you fall in love with her or have her soul tie. Like I don't believe in any of that crap. I think it's nonsense. But people lean into that when they like never put a hard boundary. Sure people think they're sure but I also think Carrie's kind of lying to herself she's skipping so many steps to get to I am sure because what Aiden says later he seems a little bit more realistic but also he knows who Carrie is so he has to be a little realistic but it's like come on out so let's get into let's get into Aiden and Carrie they're at this apartment that she's looking at it's big it's huge she makes some jokes you're never gonna hit your head on the ceiling um she did tell him that she plans to get rid of the old place and he said you don't have to do this for me the way i had a A big big flashback flashback yep it's a big flashback then immediately chucking that fish sandwich and being like why else would i be doing this (laughs) bitch have you learned nothing yeah have you, he says, you don't have to do this for me. Carrie says, but I want you to be happy. Kate, Aiden says he is happy. So Carrie then says that she maybe she's been too attached. He's like, you're attached to this neighborhood in this apartment, obviously. She says, maybe too attached. 
So Aiden asks, are you sure? Then this bitch snitches on Kathy. <laughs> she snitches and says, well, Kathy said that I can't hurt you again. Like, that's a bad thing. And it's so like, embarrassing. Like, it's also so embarrassing. Like, obviously, these are conversations he's had with her over the course of their, like, what, decade-long marriage? Mm-hmm. I don't think Kathy should have said anything to her, but I don't think Carrie should have said anything to Aiden about Kathy. I don't think so either. Like, now we're, like, playing telephone. It's like, take the bit, take it, and, and let it go. Think. Or, yeah. Think let it go like it doesn't have to be a thing because then Aiden gets brought up I don't say anything about her boyfriend well her boyfriend probably didn't leave her with a big ass bill for this apartment or like left during wedding planning like I'm sure Aiden and Kathy had had so many so many situations where he was triggered by some shit Carrie did so she has heard about Carrie's bullshit for some time and was like, I don't need none of that affecting my boys. Like, I know I'm now making fan fiction, but like, come on, who doesn't have a disastrous ex that then has to be mentioned in your current relationship because you're now unlearning or trying to navigate how you're actually supposed to be rather than that trash situation. Yeah. It's yeah, I, I do appreciate Aiden leaving it in Carrie Pants. He's like, listen, like, I'm for you, but we don't have, like, they really, they have the money to continue living in hotels for a year yeah. if that's what they want to do. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to make such a grandiose plan. In the end, she was just like, yeah, Kathy said I can't hurt you again. Aiden says he accepts that she's going to hurt him. I'm going to hurt you. Like, maybe at times we're going to be petty, but also they deserve to be happy. It's true, but again, you don't have to rush this. Don't have to rush. She goes back to her old apartment, and the girl downstairs, she tells Carrie, oh, I'm having a terrible time. The gays who own my apartment have the nerve to come back for their own apartment. And... Can you imagine leaving this place? And Carrie's like, I can. <laughs> and so Carrie says, um, she calls Seema and tells her that she wants the apartment. But notice, she doesn't say anything about selling her apartment. And now Lisette, I think that's the girl's name who lives downstairs, needs somewhere to live. Yeah. So I think there's a way she might still be holding on to this Upper East Side apartment if she allows this girl to leave, which I think is a smart thing to do. It's the thing that she did with Big. I want to be optimistic for, like, I, I think she's been through a lot. I want to be optimistic for her, but I just wish that it was with a new guy. Yeah. I'm never a fan of doubling back. I don't really think it works. Um, no. And I think it's just... Maybe it won't be such a disaster, a tornado this time when things inevitably go south between the two of them. Maybe it'll kind of be like, okay, we gave it a good, like, adult try and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, going to be extremely painful. I know. I know. I think I actually gave myself a headache. (laughs) An ultimate episode. Will be interesting for sure. They always are, if you notice. Um, and it might be the breakup. Like, it might be. 
I just, I'm so, not, nothing could have prepared for me for LCW's pregnancy. Nothing could have prepared me for any of this. I just, I don't even know at this point. I don't even know either. We're just along for a ride, you know? It's a wild ride. It's a stressful ride. Um, but it's a ride. Do we have a BB moment this episode? Um, let's see. Oh, yes, Naya getting her back cracked. In half yeah. Perfect. Sensational. Sorry to Miranda in her sleep, but we live for it. Yes. Yes. It, it, that was, that was a BB moment. Um, yeah, and I think for the chaotic spy moment, I mean, Che just deciding, oh, I guess I'll pick up my career again because this person recognized me and flirted with me. Do you have something to say, Che? Because that's the best, that's the best comedy is when you have something to say. Please figure it out. Che is not sniffing around under Miranda and I can, I'm so be thankful for them at this point. They're not, they not bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> all right um that's all we got for you guys definitely if you've made it this far please comment your your thoughts on this episode um like if you liked what you saw or heard and subscribe so you can always get um more of this black by reality content i'm covering big brother this season and I'm going to get a chance to talk to the house guests about their gameplay. It's already been a wild first weeks. Um, so, and we have Siri Fields from Survivor and her son in the same house. Most of the house guests do not know except for one person. It's wild. Uh, I also have TV to table where I cook really Jordan cooks a dish from a show that we watch. Uh, the next one we're going to do is probably going to be soup um, <laughs> inspired by Seinfeld. And uh, we finished Cruel Summer. So the mystery has been out, uh, kind of solved. Um, I suggest you binge watch it if you have time and listen to our recaps. The finale is actually... Um, we got a lot of eyes on our take on the finale, which I'm happy because there definitely needed to be some black femme voices talking about that finale. That's all I'll say. Um, and yeah, Rami Day, what's going on with you? Uh, nothing, just writing my reviews over at Variety. You can find them at Variety.com. I'm at a word with Rami Day on all the girls, the toxogram, and whatever Elon is doing these days the bird app which hopefully it's not even a bird anymore i guess (sighs) whatever so yeah have a good one guys bye Bye.